Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of Becoming with the April's Goddess. My name is Samantha and I'm your host. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you didn't listen to last week's episode, I urge you to do so. And you can also listen to the episodes before that because right now we are in a series where we've been reviewing The Miracle of the Scarlet Thread by Dr. Richard Booker. It's a very amazing read. I keep saying this since we started these episodes um, in the series that everybody should read it because it helps you pick up relationship and drop religion that's what it did for me anyway it can do many different things for many different people but for me it literally just helped me um cultivate my relationship with god best on um love and and knowing that he loves me and that i'm called to love him and 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 not just out of duty and because he's my creator you know like but because he wants to have an intimate relationship with me and that is why he went through all those things that he went through and, and and did all those things that he did and that is why he actually even sent his son and that is why jesus um endured the cross and so uh, i hope that you listen to those episodes i hope that they'll help you in your journey of becoming and please guys share this with as many people as you can there are other episodes that i've done that are outside this book reviews please listen to those as well and just share them with as many people as you can and like i said i hope this helps you in your journey of becoming the best version of yourself and so before we get into it i just want to tell you guys that i'm excited excited because i have so many things i want to share with you and i just can't wait to get to the end of the book reviews and luckily or rather fortunately uh this is the second last episode and then we are done with the book reviews now this episode is not about book reviews of course we know that i have been saying that but i just thought i should share this truth with you this amazing truth with you that helped me so much in my journey of becoming the best version of myself and so that's why i've been doing this but then we'll go back to the things I'm learning on a daily and the experiences and that that um, I'm, I'm going through is going to be amazing, amazing, amazing because God has been so good the past few weeks. He's taught me so much. I've learned so much. I've become a better version than I was when I started this um, podcast. And so I'm so excited. I can't wait to share all of it with you. And so stay with me. And I hope we really become the best version of ourselves together. And so um, last week, we learned that I love rain. It's not raining right now, but it had rained last night. And so there's just that um, weather, you know, the weather I'm talking about. But yeah, it, it, it makes me feel good. And so I'm in high spirits. I feel really good. And yeah, so last week we talked about... Um, the Passover. So now we're getting into today's episode. Yeah, that was just me telling you some things, but now we're getting into today's episode. So let's get into it. Um so last week we we talked about um the Passover and uh this week I said we're going to talk about the threshold covenant. So I'm going to read the first few parts of this chapter directly from um, the book so that you just understand it because we're talking about what's called the Threshold Covenant. So that's the title of today's episode, the Threshold Covenant. This is something that I only found out about after reading this book. It's not something that I've heard preached about or talked about anywhere in um, the Christian circles, but then I only heard of it when I read from this book. So the knowledge that I have about it is basically just what's in Dr. Reed. Richard Booker's book and so um that's what I'm, I'm going to read like from the chapter and then I'm just going to add a few of my um 
comments and i hope that i hope that it gives you revelation on how jesus on how we can see jesus throughout the bible and throughout all these things that the hebrews did as they were preparing to receive him in the flesh and so um dr richard booker says there are many powerful concepts and teachings in the bible that have been lost to us because of the cultural and historic differences in bible times and in our times and obviously that makes a lot of sense because like bible times are way back then you know and so obviously we've evolved and things have happened and we live in the uh, culture of technology now in the world of technology and so there's a lot of cultural and historical differences from then and now and um they don't necessarily affect our eternal salvation but some of this so these changes that have occurred throughout time do not affect our salvation they because that is eternal that is something that god did for us and it stays like god's word is timeless and and, and so that that what he did for us like it it transcends time so it it goes on and on and on regardless of the changes that happens i heard uh pastor Torrey say something yesterday he said the what of god never changes but the how of god does change so the what has never changed but how things happen now have changed with the way they have as with regards to how they happened way back then and so um they don't necessarily affect our eternal salvation but some of these are so fundamental are so foundational that they dramatically affect our understanding of the bible and the god of the bible and our walk with god and so this had me questioning is the god of the bible different from um the the god that we serve today and of course not like i said the word of god doesn't change but the how of god does change and so there might be some differences with what happened in bible days and what's happening now but that doesn't change who god is he stays forever he is the god that was the god that is and the god that will forever be and so god spoke to the people in their culture and used customs and traditions they were familiar with and understood and this makes a lot of sense because even now god speaks to us in our culture and the customs and traditions that we are familiar with it's the same way like when when we when i talked about um listening to god because he's always speaking he speaks to us with using the things that are around us okay speaks to us using our language speaks to us using the things that we understand expresses love to us using our love languages so it's it's just the same thing with the way it was then he spoke to them according to their culture the customs and the traditions that they were familiar with understood so western believers miss so much of the richness and depth of these stories because we are not familiar with the customs and practices so we normally don't see god like we don't see the necessity of these things like when we're reading the bible we don't see the necessity of why those things were done because we don't understand it but they knew they understood because those are things that were built in them you know those are things that they grew up with okay so um this is why it is so important to study and understand the hebraic culture of the bible unfortunately most of us will never get to study this but it's good that there's people who have and they try to explain it to us using our language and that is what um dr booker does with this chapter in all honesty and so it is the root of our christian faith that gives us a fresh and exciting revelation of jesus who taught and lived in the culture of his own people so um 
one of the most powerful customs god used that we really need to discover is that of the threshold covenant and an understanding of the threshold covenant and how it points to jesus can literally transform our understanding of the bible and our walk with god and this is a phrase most christians never heard so um that's the point of this whole chapter or this whole episode so like me obviously you've also never heard of the threshold covenant obviously you've heard of covenant but you didn't even know that there was such thing as a threshold covenant so dr booker tells us the reason why he included this chapter in his book is because he thinks this is fundamental to our walk with christ and it's fundamental to the revelation of who christ jesus is in our lives and everything and so uh he says in all his years of studying the bible and its culture um he was not familiar with the concept until he happened to find a book written by H Claire Trumbull entitled The Threshold Covenant and this book was originally published in 1896 my question was what was he doing looking for books published in 1896 i don't even know about books published in like 1900 you know what i mean so what was he doing looking at books published in 18 96 but anyway thank god he found this book because it's helped me and i hope it helps you too so he says it is technical and not written for the general public but um it was republished in the 2000s by impact christian books uh clerkwood uh, missouri and as there is very little written on this subject much of what he explains and the examples he cites in this chapter are from this book um the same book that he found written in 1896 and so he has written it in clear everyday language so obviously 1896 language was not the same as our language now and so dr richard booker just helps us in this chapter and summarizes it in our language and so we'll begin with understanding what the threshold covenant is and or rather was and uh and also uh why it's a practice a, a most a, a powerful and important custom and practice of the people in bible times so um it was a found it it was the foundation on which primitive people built all their relationships with the gods they worshiped i'm saying gods because he says gods and we know that back then they worshiped different things they worshiped the sun they worshiped the moon of course others worshiped our god and yeah even now people worship other things so yeah and so um unfortunately it is a custom and practice that has been lost to us modern day believers and so uh, an understanding of the threshold covenant will greatly enrich our understanding of the bible and the god of the bible and our walk with god so he says that again and also our relationship with people because the threshold covenant is a variation of the blood covenant and passover and so um that is why dr richard booker thought it was important to add this chapter to the miracle of the scarlet thread and so um we talked about uh, the 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 passover in the previous chapter and we studied how um it was a picture of jesus our passover lamb and we learned how god told hebrews to select a lamb on the 10th day of the month and observe the lamb for 5 days to make sure it was without spot or blemish and then on the 14th day they were to kill the lamb between the even uh, between the evenings which is 3 p.m. which is also the time that Jesus died you can see this in the book of mark the last two chapters read about it it's it's amazing it, it's it's really just amazing and yeah so um 
they were to kill the lamb in such a way that they didn't break any bones on the lamb and they were to consume the entire sacrifice leaving uh, nothing left over for the next day and then they were to kill the lamb at the doorpost of their of their dwelling and put the blood of the lamb on their door in essence passover was a threshold or crossing over covenant and so god told the people that he would pass through the land with his executioner who would execute judgment on the gods of egypt by taking the life of the firstborn i thought this was really um unfair i i said why would he kill all the firstborns for what and honestly i thought god was just you know angry and his wrath was just you know something that we have to endure or whatever but reading this chapter helps me understand that it it's not that god wanted to do this but he had to speak to the people in a language they understood and we'll see this as we go dr richard book i explains it very well and i think a lot of people who go on to talk about how god used all these things and it sounds more like oppression than freedom um i think they really need to study the hebraic culture those are the ones that need to study it or just simply read this book because it helps us understand why god did those things it was because he wanted to speak a language that the people understood and because if you speak a language that they understand that they understand then you get into some sort of um understanding or agreement because now they know um exactly what what you're trying to communicate and so uh god tells the people that he would pass through the land uh with his executioner who would execute judgment on the gods of egypt by taking the life of the firstborn and people in the bible times were familiar with the sight of kings and emperors traveling through the empire with their executioner to judge their enemies as this was a language the people understood and so god said he would pass over which is through the dwellings where the blood had been applied and the people would be spared however but if the blood was not applied death would come to the firstborn of the household and so in bible times it was a common belief that the first fruits of life belonged to the gods the people worshiped okay the gods at this point and so this included the fields the flock the herds the family the god um of the bible confirmed this view when he said that the first fruits of our family and all our resources belong to him So in Egypt the people accepted the idea that their gods had the right to their firstborn as such the life and well-being of the firstborn represented the power and protection of the gods if the gods could not protect the firstborn belonging to them then their glory was diminished and the one true god was to challenge the gods of Egypt through the firstborn by judge, by judging the firstborn of Egypt while protecting the firstborn of his own and the god of the hebrews would establish himself as the one true god and so we are about to read exodus 12:21 to 23 which says then moses called all the elders of israel and said to them pick out and take lambs for yourselves according to your families and kill the passover lamb and you shall take a bunch of hyssop dip it in the blood that is in the basin and strike the lintel which is the cross piece at the top of the door and the two door posts with the blood that is in the basin and none of you shall go out of his house until morning for the lord will pass through and strike the egyptians and when he sees the blood on the lintel and the two door posts the lord will pass over the door and not allow the destroyer to come into your houses to strike you so we see that moses tells the people to dip the hyssop in the blood 
in the basin. And so the Hebrew word for basin is saf, which means threshold. So it was the threshold, which was the bottom of the entrance to the door. So translating saf into English as basin can cause us to miss the core concept of the story. And so the people were to dip in the blood on the threshold on the two on the two side posts of the door and over the door so the threshold is under where the basin is so the basin is practically at the door post under there so they dip it there then they put it on the top and to both sides so in essence the threshold is the basin and so now here is an insight that is so powerful and mind-blogging this is what dr richard booker says in doing this study he was curious to learn about the threshold as the picture of Jesus. And so he consulted the Browns Driver Briggs Hebrew English Lexicon. I don't even know what that is, but that's what he consulted. And so this is a school, he says it's a scholarly book explaining the meaning of the words in the Bible. And so in Hebrew, the word for threshold is mifton. And he was overwhelmed to learn that in Hebrew, threshold means crossbeam. And in Arabic, it means carpenter. Those are like two different things, a crossbeam and a carpenter. And then he asks, did you get that? When he asked, I didn't get it. So I said, no, what's going on? And so he says, the bloodstained threshold was a picture of a carpenter carrying a cross. Jesus was a carpenter. He carried a cross. And then he says, oh my is our God amazing? Of course he is. He's the greatest painter of pictures of all time. And then he asks a question. This question has me, um, like I'm still answering this question. He says, what picture would he paint of my life and of your life? What picture is God painting of my life and your life? I think because he's a great painter, it's like an amazing picture. But like, I still just need to get the basics of that. I mean, that's how we're becoming, isn't it? Um, yeah. So, um, the Hebrews understood that God was going to bring judgment on the gods of Egypt by taking the life of the firstborn. And, and for them to be saved from this judgment, they made a blood sacrifice at the threshold of their door to welcome the one true God into their home to be their covenant God, provider and protector. And so um, the bloody um, door covenant uh, goes back to creation. And so when God made mankind in his image, he gave us a spirit that causes us to have a need to worship him. And so now... Um, the history of the human race is clear, like clearly tells us that human beings are worshippers and we are not whole beings unless we worship our creator. And if we don't worship him, we are going to worship either way. It will worship something else or someone else. And that is why people adore sports heroes, celebrities in the music and entertainment industry. And like, this is something that we do because it's in our human nature. It's our human nature to worship. And so we'll always worship something. It just depends on what you want to worship. And funny thing is today I've been learning about worship and I've, I've learned a lot of great things about it and how it helps. Actually, I'm told worship is what makes us become but anyway we'll get into that just after we're done with this book reviews we'll talk about everything i've been learning 
And so Dr. Booker says in the book of Genesis, we learn that our first ancestors worshipped God by building altars and making sacrifices to him. I mean, we still do that, honestly. And they understood that the life of the flesh is in the blood. And so that is why they offered uh, blood sacrifices. And so by offering an innocent substitutionary blood sacrifice, they were offering their own life to God in a sacred blood covenant. And later, as they turned away from their creator, people worshipped false gods and demonic idols through the same blood sacrifices. And so... um, Long before there was organized religion with formal priests, the father the father was the family priest and he was responsible to make sacrifices to the gods uh, the family worshipped. And he did this at the entrance of the family's dwelling. So the threshold of the door was the family's altar to their gods. And so the family made uh, the threshold with a narrow groove or a round hole where they could pour the blood. So that being threshold the basin and so uh they made a blood covenant sacrifice at the threshold as their way of requesting protection from their family deity and as well as inviting the deity into their home and so um he goes on to give us some examples of of the threshold covenant and 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 he says he talks about how um one one example is um in ancient egyptians such as during the Passover story, um, worshipped uh, ancient Egyptians worshipped the false deity called Osiris, and as uh, as was common in worship, they had an annual feast in honor of Osiris, and as part of their worship, they sacrificed an animal to Osiris before the door of their house on the evening before the festival, and so to the Egyptians, Osiris. Um, was the judge of the soul after death and they wanted to live with Osiris in the afterlife and so they offered a sacrifice to welcome Osiris into their home and Osiris was then responsible to protect them from the uh, finality of death and give them victory over death and so the blood was poured out at the doorpost as an act of making covenant with Osiris who would protect them and provide safe passage through um, evil forces in the afterlife um yeah i mean if you if you've watched the movie the gods of egypt this sounds a lot familiar not the sacrifices of course but just the god and and, and how um, egyptians believe um about the the afterlife and so um he gives other examples as well and then he talks about the the sacredness of the threshold altar you need to read this book guys i'm saying this again and so because the threshold was the family altar and the place of the sacrificial blood of the covenant it was considered sacred and not to be stepped on so family members and guests were to cross over it with great reverence and respect so you don't step on it so it was considered a bad omen if one accidentally struck his or her foot on the threshold so to honor or dishonor the threshold was to honor or dishonor the protecting deity of the home as well as the hosts and so because it was a sacred it was a sacred altar of worship people placed images of their gods underneath it as a way of guarding the entrance into the house against evil spirits so it was a sacred altar and all that and so it was considered an honor to be buried underneath the threshold as this was close to the household altar and the protecting deity and so 
um the threshold also uh, the threshold blood covenant and marriage so there's something called the threshold blood covenant and married and, and marriage and so um if you remember in chapter two uh we talked about how god considers marriage to be a sacred blood covenant between a man and a woman and so uh we say that it's not a contract it's a covenant and so um uh, Dr. Richard Booker reminds us that in Malachi 2.14, God rebuked the husbands for not honoring their marriage covenant. He reminded them, yet she is your companion and your wife by covenant. And so Asian people also understood marriage to be a sacred blood covenant relationship. And so in this view, they conducted part of their marriage ceremony at the threshold and the ceremony always included blood. And so their customs differed among people, groups and religions. And they had some common elements, of course, but but um, for example, they all made a blood sacrifice at the threshold of the dwelling where the bride and groom would live. So, yeah, the house where they're going to live. And so the threshold was the altar of worship and the sacrifice was for the purpose of establishing a blood covenant with the gods of the house and the new bride and her family. And so the bride would not cross the threshold until the covenant sacrifice was made. And so she wouldn't enter the house until they had made that sacrifice and she would then cross over the blood stained a threshold into the dwelling of her groom and they would now be together as husband and wife under the protection and provision of the household um, gods and so the bridegroom would usually be accompanied by a wedding party and his friends who would celebrate along the way with singing and dancing so it's basically just our type of weddings but with a threshold um, sacrifice and so when they consummated the marriage the virgin bride would shed her own blood in the act of cutting covenant of marriage and the friends of the bridegroom uh, was given the bloodstained sheet to show the family as proof that the family was indeed getting a virgin bride as agreed in the marriage documents i think um very recent catholic times or hey, let me not even uh, point to people but yeah very recent people also did this where you have to prove that uh, a marriage has been uh, consummated and so um the the bloodstained shit was uh, to show that proof that indeed the bride was a virgin and so this um certainly seems like the most primitive and gross practice to us modern folk but perhaps this is because we have stayed so far from the biblical understanding of marriage as a blood covenant and so um almost anything that is truly biblical would seem primitive and strange to us and so after that um there's the crossing of the threshold so after offering the blood sacrifice to the household gods the bride would then cross over the threshold and enter the house and then she must cross the threshold without stepping on it so yeah and if she was veiled her groom would carry her over the threshold and um of course we still have this practice today of the groom carrying his bride over to the threshold of the room or home where they spend their first night together as husband and wife so all these things come from the foundations honestly and so yeah um it was customary for the guests to pour rice corn or seeds on the head of the bridegroom and bride as they crossed the threshold and sometimes in the bride crossed cross the threshold she would toss different kinds of grains nuts and small fruits behind her back and this was an offering to the god of the household and the covenant of marriage and so we still have these rice tossing traditions today uh, we just don't understand their origins and meanings
and so um then he talks about the thre- the threshold blood dedication and and he says it was common practice to dedicate a new dwelling by offering a blood covenant sacrifice at the threshold and so when a new dwelling was built the owner would not reside in it or cross the threshold until a blood sacrifice was offered at the threshold uh to the household deity and so um the threshold uh blood the obviously the threshold blood covenant had, had symbols and so these are the ones so we've learned that the threshold of the doorway was the primitive altar of the household and considered to be sacred and so because of this understanding it was natural that people would write or carve various sacred inscriptions at the door and they would also attach different sacred symbols to the door or strike the doorpost with um the blood of the sacrifice and so sometimes they would even dip their hand in the blood of the sacrifice and then place their blood stained handprint on the door and this was all part of the threshold blood covenant so the inscriptions they carved or wrote on the door um were often the name of their household god uh other times they would write uh, a sacred saying or phrase on the on the door or door frame and this was their way of dedicating their threshold altar and the house t- um to their protecting deity as well as uh letting everyone know what god they they worshiped and so when the one true god uh called the hebrews out of egypt he used the common primitive primitive custom that they all understood and he taught them to write certain words or in uh, of scripture you find this in Deuteronomy 6 on the doorpost of their house and on their gates and so god revealed himself to the people in their culture so it should not surprise us that he used practices and customs that we're familiar with and and understood so he renewed and restored the true meaning of practices and customs before they were perverted and he sanctified those that were acceptable to him while forbidding those that were not obviously you see a lot of this in in the book of exodus and in the book of Deuteronomy as well he says what they can and can't do and so um he says the hebrew word for doorpost is mezuzah and mezuzah is the container which holds the scripture from Deuteronomy which observant Jews and some Christians attach to the doorpost of their house and the hebrew letter shin is written on the outside of the mezuzah and shin stands for el shaddai the almighty the guardians of the dwellings of israel and the jewish people this is their way of identifying with 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 the god of israel as their protecting um deity so over time the mezuzah replaced the blood of the lamb on the doorpost at the jewish home and so uh while for many this is just a jewish tradition for others it is a sacred sign on the door to show their worship to god to the god of abraham isaac and jacob and so while we are not jewish he's uh, he says while he's not jewish his wife and him have um a mezuzah on their door uh for the same reason yeah so nice for you dr booker and so there's what's called the symbol of the red hand of the covenants and so he says another common practice connected to the threshold covenant of blood was the symbol of the red hand and as as he just mentioned people would often dip their hand in the blood of the sacrifice and then press um their blood stained hand against the door and so their handprint on the door was the signature of the worshipper expressing his or her devotion through blood covenant to the deity and so um uh in return for their worship and devotion the deity was 
obligated to provide for and protect the worshipper and whenever and wherever the red hand was signed it represented the covenant relationship between the worshipper and the deity and so this sign of the red hand was one of the most widespread expressions throughout the ancient world so much so that it has survived even to our modern times he says an example is americans would be most familiar with is the native american uh, he says we have all seen movies showing the Native American Indians riding their horses, and what did we often see painted on their horses? Apparently, a red hand. I haven't seen this, and so uh, the red hand was painted on the horse as a way of expressing their blood covenant with the Great Spirit and calling on Him for provision and protection. And so it was a sign of their threshold blood covenant. And so now he says uh, there is a greater threshold crossover covenant. And so um, we have been told that at Passover, God passed over or by the dwellings where the blood was applied. But what does this mean? What this what really happened is so powerful, um, is so powerful the revelation of it can overwhelm us that's what he says he says what happened was so powerful the revelation of it can overwhelm us. so he says we need to get this deep down into our spirits when people applied the blood to the threshold and the doorway they were inviting god to cross over the threshold into their home as their protector from the angel of death God didn't pass over, he crossed over. So God entered into the threshold blood covenant with them and he crossed the bloodstained threshold and stood in the door to keep the executioner from entering the home. So death could not claim them. God himself was the door. So the executioner could only enter the homes of those who did not have blood. So meaning he could only enter the houses of those who did not have God. And he asks, did you get that? Of course I did. So you may want to read it again and again and again or hear it again and again and again. But yeah, when you read the book, read it so that you get it deep down into your spirit. And so um, he says, and um, he says the threshold covenant was a picture pointing ancient people to the time when God himself would make a threshold covenant with himself by himself for all mankind so the bible in galatians 4 4 tells us that the fullness of time the one true god the creator of heaven and earth the great i am the one who was who is and he is who is to come crossed over the threshold of time and space to become one with us or rather and became one of us so the same god who revealed himself to the hebrews in egypt through the bloodstained threshold would lay aside his blazing glory and dazzling beauty in heaven and become one of us so why would god do this because god loves us it's that simple just because he loves us and he wants to redeem us from our dreadful fallen condition caused by sin and so he reminds us of John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, uniquely born, whoever believes in him, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, 
but have everlasting life. And so God could not save us from us. God could not save us from our sins, our sorrows, and the angel of death from his throne in heaven. He had to become one of us. He had to become our near kinsman. This was God's plan from from eternity's past so the creator would become the creature and the father would become the son and in his time the lord of glory became a baby in a manger and god would now reveal himself to the world through the blood-stained tree of his son so it should not be hard for us to understand that god could stay on his throne in heaven while at the same time become one of us a human man can be a father and a son at the same time okay that makes sense i mean yeah a human and can be a father and a son at the same time and so the prophet isaiah spoke of this cosmic change of of the divine uh for the human isaiah prophesied that god would cross the threshold of time and space and become one of us he said for unto us a child is born unto us a son is given and the government will be upon his shoulder and his name would be called wonderful counselor mighty god everlasting father prince of peace that's in isaiah 9 6 and so this holy child would be the virgin born seed of woman and he was virgin born so he would not inherit the nature of sin we've talked about this a couple of times and so um down from the corrupted seed dna of adam so when he was born he was recognized as god with us emmanuel and so matthew understood his birth as the fulfillment of isaiah 7 14 and wrote behold the virgin shall be with child and bear a son and they shall call his name emmanuel which is translated god with us so they called his name jesus or yeshua in hebrew which means salvation and god had come to save us in the person of jesus of nazareth and so our father in heaven has offered the blood of his own son at the threshold door of the cross which is a crucifixion tree and this is where the covenant exchange took place jesus took our sins into his spirit our sorrow into his soul and our sickness into his body and he died with it and then he was resurrected on the third day and so isaiah spoke of this life exchange and wrote surely he was he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows yet we esteemed him stricken smitten by god and afflicted but he he was wounded for our transgression he was bruised for our iniquities the chastisement of our of for our peace was upon him and by his stripes we are healed we often quote the scripture and we often just say by his stripes we are healed or he was wounded for our transgression and he was bruised for our iniquities but we should read it and understand exactly what isaiah was telling us here and so um all we all we like sheep have gone astray we have turned every we have turned everyone to his own way and the lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all so this is isaiah 53 4-6 and so jesus was that carpenter who died on the threshold of the cross and they put his body in a cave and Satan and his followers thought he had conquered the son of god and followed god's plan and in their evil ignorance and arrogance they had no idea they were fulfilling the words of the prophets spoken hundreds of years before god planned for this and allowed for our salvation and jesus even said that he would fulfill the sign of jonah by being dead for three days and three nights you can see that in matthew 12 and verse 14 so peter explains this was god's eternal plan he writes 
of Jesus saying he indeed was foreordained before the foundation of the world but was manifested in the last in these last days for you whom through him believe in God who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and hope are in God and so because Jesus and so because Jesus was without sin God raised him from the dead and seated him at the place of honor in heaven and Peter further explains that Jesus who was gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God angels and authorities and powers have having been made subject to him and so Saturn would never cross over the threshold of the cross and accept the covenant sacrifice of Jesus. And therefore, Jesus likens him to a thief who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So if it was believed that if you enter a house through anything other than the threshold, like let's say you enter through the window, then your aim is to kill, steal, and destroy. And that's what they're telling us here. And so Jesus likens him to a thief. So while Satan has evil intentions towards us, Jesus said that he came to give us life and life more abundantly. That is John 10.10. 10. And so the life that Jesus came to give us is his own glorious overcoming life living inside us. We literally have the resurrecting power of Christ working within us. Trust me. And so Paul writes, yet in all these things, which is righteous suffering, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Messiah, Yeshua, our Lord. And so when we acknowledge Jesus as our threshold sacrifice, God will enter into our house that is into our lives and his spirit comes to live inside us we say that when we talked about the holy spirit and then god becomes our protector and provider and jesus is the door is the door keeping the evil one from destroying us and he will defend us from satanic attacks because he who is in us he who is in us is greater than he who is in the world that's first john 4 4 and he will meet all our needs and supply our every provision and you can see that in philippians 4 19 so he is our covenant god and we are his covenant children so the hold that saturn has on the human race is the fear of death so in as much as in as much then as the children have partaken of the flesh and blood he himself likewise shared in the same that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death that is the devil and release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage that is hebrews 2 14 to 15 so jesus has conquered death hallelujah so we no longer have to fear it and 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 there's a song that says i'm no longer a slave to fear i am a child of god i love that song so much i really love that song listen to it please guys because you are no you are not a slave to um fear and so um jesus conquered death we no longer have to fear it and so the blood of jesus has been applied to the threshold of our life and paul writes but if the spirit of him who raised christ from the dead dwells in you he who raised christ from the dead will also give life to you to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you that is romans 8 11. and so john adds these words um, of encouragement beloved now we are children of god and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be but we know that when he is revealed we shall be like him for we shall see him 
as he is that's first john 3 verse 2 and so we have crossed over from being natural people to covenant people from darkness to light from sin to righteousness from bondage to liberty and from defeat to victory from fear to faith from sickness to health from poverty to plenty from death to life at this at and at his appointed time when jesus returns as the lion from the tribe of judah he will change our bodies and fashion them like unto his own glorious body and we shall look upon him as he is for we shall be like him and so let us praise the lord with king david and so this is um, a psalm this is psalm 103 and it says bless the lord O my soul and all that is within me bless his holy name bless the lord O my soul and forget not all his benefits who forgives all your iniquities who heals all your diseases who redeems your life from destruction who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies who satisfies the mouth your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles for as the heavens are high above the earth so great is his mercy towards those who fear him as far as the east is from the west so far has he removed our transgressions from us he literally can't even remember because do you know how far the east is from the the east is from the west so because of all that God has done for us, the writer of Hebrews wants us not to trample under our feet the sacred threshold blood covenant God has made for us through his son. He wants us to step over, not step on, his blood and treat it as if it was a common thing. You can see that in Hebrews 10:29. So dear covenant ones, let's hold fast the, confes- the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful and let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together and is and is the manner of some but exalting one another and so much more as you see the day approaching and so that is hebrews uh, 10 23 to 25 and dr booker ends this by saying amen and amen and so we've come to the end of this episode and next week we'll be talking about the sword covenant which is our last episode i'm so excited i can't wait to finish this so that we can go back to um life as usual of course at the end i'm gonna ask like a few questions not for you to answer me or anything but just like just answer them to yourself and see how much you've learned so far and how much this has helped you and so guys as always thank you so much for listening and uh for tuning in if you have questions you can leave a message for me and or if you have additions or subtractions or anything that just you just want to say you can leave them for me and i will uh, either respond or add them to our next episode or something like that and so yeah thank you so much i really love um doing this for you guys thursday is literally my favorite day of the week because i get to sit here and just speak to all of you so yeah thank you for listening i hope this helps you in your journey of becoming the best version of yourself and what am i learning from this honestly is um how intentional god is about loving us and how he had planned for all this to be the way it was and how um, jesus had non-hesitantly went to the cross for us you know and, and that is the best thing that 
anyone can ever do for me in all honesty and so uh you are always invited to this covenant relationship with god so please do accept god as your covenant god and uh accept this invitation of entering into a covenant relationship with him of course you don't have to do the whole blood sacrifice thing because guess what jesus already paid for it so all you have to do is believe and accept and yeah so guys share this with as many people as you can i love you and please have an awesome weekend ahead and be safe if you're in zambia please register to vote i had to put that in there but yeah and pray for your nation pray for this nation i love you guys uh enjoy your weekend